politics. What a week in sport we've had. I am Ben Cullen and I welcome you to this week's Sports Fix. Let's start where we finished off last week and that was with the NBA. The Lakers ended a decade-long wait for a 17th NBA title. They beat Miami Heat 106-93 to to seal a 4-2 series victory. The MVP LeBron James posted a triple-double and both Anthony Davis and Rajon Rando added 19 points. The victory is extra special for the Lakers as this falls in a year in which they lost one of their greats, Kobe Bryant. Ever since the tragedy, all we wanted is to do it for him and we didn't let him down said Anthony Davis. Congratulations to the Lakers. No doubt the city is still bouncing. International rugby is back. New Zealand managed to salvage a late draw with Australia in their first test since March. The Wallabies were chasing a first victory in New Zealand for 19 years and they came so, so close. Wallabies replacement Reese Hodge had the opportunity to win the game in overtime but his 50-metre penalty struck the post. The score finished 16-all in front of a near-capacity 31,000. These lucky spectators in Wellington were mask-free, with New Zealand having largely contained the coronavirus. I am so jealous of you, New Zealand. Rafael Nadal has once again beaten Novak Djokovic to win his incredible 13th French Open title. It could be argued Rafael Nadal produced one of his finest French Open displays. He also equaled Roger Federer's record of 20 Grand Slam men's titles. Questions had been asked about the 34-year-old Spaniard's form, but he responded with an almost flawless performance. Not only did Nadal win the tournament without dropping a set for the fourth time, it was the manner of his one-sided victory against Djokovic which made it so impressive. The defeat for Djokovic also means he has lost ground on Nadal and Federer in their ongoing battle to finish with the most major wins. Federer, 20. Nadal, 20. Djokovic, 17. I'd now like to welcome back to the studio Bailey Brown. Bailey talks us through her plans for the future and how she managed both school and athletics at the same time. Can you let us know what your sort of aims are for the next few years? You did let me know previously what they were, but I'd love to let everybody know. Yeah, yeah. I want to go to the 2024 Olympics, and I also think Asian Games is really big for Hong Kong, so delivering there and hopefully getting, like, a podium or at least a top five would be cool, like, I guess, for the next one, which is in 2022. There's also the National Games coming up. I think that will be the most, like, I guess the soonest race, if that goes forward, that will be in China. So I just, I hope to perform and hopefully get a top five. What do you need to do to get there? Is it simply a case of just bringing your time down? Um, I guess, like for Olympics, it's very much point-based. And so you need to do a lot of different races. And depending on how important the races are and how you place in them, you get different points. Um, For Asian Games, it's also different. Like, I think Team Hong Kong can go no matter what. You have to do a selection race. So I'll do that and then hopefully qualify and get to go. Awesome. Now, lots of our listeners are teenagers, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you had to balance a lot when you were a teenager. Can you let us know what your life looked like when you were in school and trying to train so much as well? Yeah, I mean, part-time student now is much better (laughs) than being in high school, being full-time. Um, I think something I worried about in high school was like not being like good enough, not being where I wanted to be. I had more of a like a balance back then and I'm glad I did because when you're young, 
you should experience everything before Absolutely. going into like a full-time athlete. And I'm happy I had that. And I'm happy I also wasn't like the greatest because I like I faced so many challenges and faced a lot of adversity. And I think that helped me be where I am today and also know where I want to go. Awesome. Yeah. How was the time management of it all? The time management was good. I mean, it's it's tough, but I think having a lot of people who support you is helpful. And I know like my old high school supported me a lot. Like HKU supports me like a lot now. So if I have any competitions or anything important, they would understand. And that was helpful. Yeah. What did a school day look like for you? In high school? Or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I would wake up quite early. I'd have practice. I Be think specific. At, Come on. I think like I'd wake up at five, have practice at 530. And then I would go to school. And then after that, go straight back into a, the next training session. And I'd probably finish at around seven-ish. So I do two training sessions in the afternoon, one in the morning. Yeah, it's a tough day. Yeah, yeah, it was a big day. But I mean, I think I took it like triathlon a lot more seriously. Like in my last year of high school, I think I just I think I just like spent time with friends and, and like took a step back to see what I wanted to do. And I'm glad I did that. So now that I like I can focus a lot more solely on triathlon. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the struggles you faced as a teenager that you can perhaps give advice on now you're a little bit older? I am. I am just a little bit. A older little bit. Than... I know, but it's okay. There might be someone listening who's was thirteen and wants to be a triathlete. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just have fun with it because that's the whole point. Is you have to be passionate about what you do, especially in a sport like triathlon or any um, like hard endurance sports. And I also think like image is such a big thing. And I like I've learned, and a lot of people around me like preach it is you need to be strong not skinny i think this absolutely this is something that a lot of girls struggle with and i struggled with that but i think just being strong and being able to go fast is more important than what you look like good advice yeah. um one last thing i'd like to ask you perhaps if someone listening after this would like to get into triathlon if people are listening we have lots of <laughs> listeners um now perhaps they want to get into maybe triathlon or one of the disciplines what would be your advice to somebody looking to get started in triathlon yeah or, uh, or one of the disciplines even like professionally or for fun maybe maybe to start off and maybe who knows off? where they go yeah i mean swimming you've got to know how to swim you've got to know how to swim i guess a 700 to 800 meter distance and you want to do that freestyle preferably yeah um so starting with swimming i think biking can come last because it's considered a blue collared sport yeah whereas running and swimming are considered white collared so it's like more talent understood yeah than hard work so yeah okay. if you can swim that's that's a key. Okay, go with the swim, then yes. work on the run. Yes. And leave the bike to the end. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> thank you so much for your time today. Thanks. Good luck for your training, and we'll be rooting for you for oh, the Asian Games you. and 2024 Olympics. Yes, hopefully. Thank Wonderful. you. Good work. Thank you very much, Bailey. Thanks for having me. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. This week's hottest ticket in the world is for sure at Eden Park. For New Zealand versus Australia for the second Bledisloe Cup of 2020. They're expecting 47,000 fans and I want to be one of them. I am Ben Cullen and that's it from me team. Have a great weekend and good luck to Cristiano Ronaldo on his recovery. He's unfortunately just caught COVID-19. I'll see you next week for your Sports Fix. Common Room with Alison Howe. Common Room with Alison Howe.